Well, we are back for Can You See Me? Women, Leadership, and Race. I am Yolanda Johnson of Beyond Measure LLC, and I have a treat for you all. I am so excited to have Damaris, pronounce your last name. Zampini. Zampini for me, and I, I know how to pronounce that. I just couldn't remember the last name mm -hmm. because we've had such a good weekend retreat. Intense. Intense, very, very intense. And so I really want you all to get to hear from Damaris. You know, this is a platform to increase the voices of women with all from all different back backgrounds to hopefully inspire other women to see that, you know what? Look at my sister. I see you, you see me. I see you. I see the beauty in you and you see the beauty in me. Sure do. So, Damaris, tell the people who you are, where you're from, and then a little bit about what you do. All right. Well, I'm complicated. Are you complicated? I'm complicated. <laughs> but um, so some of the things, I, I was uh, born in El Salvador, Central America. Okay. Um, my parents uh, immigrated to Canada in uh, 1990, and I've uh, been freezing ever since. Uh. I did learn how to snowboard because, you know, you got to get used to your environment and love where mm -hmm. you live. So... Um, so yeah, as a little girl, I came to Canada and I mm -hmm. went to school and I have zero English. So I'm an ESL kid Wow. who um, learned to speak English and it was quite choppy at first. And you know, it's, it's interesting if anybody out there is an ESL child that can relate, you know, uh, as a kid, you, you make perhaps a little more forgiving and, and um, wanting to fit in. And so... Um, I remember actually, you know, and, and just to paint the picture, we actually yeah. moved to a very small town called Lethbridge in Alberta, Canada. And so okay. Lethbridge is only about, I would say, under 100,000 people. So a small town. Okay. There was not very many of me around, you mm -hmm. know, my skin color, my ethnic background. And so mm -hmm. it was interesting because um, I was one of three, I believe, Latin girls in, in, in my class. And so wow. in the whole school, pardon me, let me just clarify that. So mm -hmm. there wasn't very many of me. And, uh, you know, right away, you kind of start to, I guess, build a little bit of a thicker skin in, in, mm -hmm. in order to, to fit in or, or not fit in. And, and it's okay to not fit in sometimes because we can't fit into everything. So, That's good. Um, so then, yeah, I moved on. I went to finish my high school there. And then I moved to another place called Calgary, which is a larger city, just over a million people in Calgary. It's about two hours north of Lethbridge. And so went to college there. Okay. I uh, did my... Uh, business administration with a marketing background. I graduated from that. I went to work in the oil and gas sector as the predominant predominant industry I saw in that, that area. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started doing some plain marketing. So back then, of course, there wasn't any of these, you know, great internet of things yeah, uh, right. happening. So it was a lot of paper and, mm -hmm. and print. And so I was designing some of those things. And I had a lot of fun. I really was intrigued, however, by engineering. So mm -hmm. I went back to school. I went to SAGE, which is a, a more of a technological college that is all about, um, you know, they have engineering, they have more the um, hands-on in the trades as well, mm -hmm. but they've got, they had a, a technical engineering program, so it was petroleum engineering tech. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to take that. I actually never graduated because I, I ended up during the summer getting a, a, a job offer as a summer student. Oh. which I ended up staying in. So I really loved it. And uh, of course, I wanted to finish my, my, and get my diploma. But at the time, the school wasn't offering it, you see. Mm. So I, I kind of fought a little bit. 
um, just the coordinators and the dean of the program just trying to say, hey, why don't you offer these classes in the evening? Mm -hmm. That way I can keep working right. and finish. Right. But anyhow, they did eventually about two years later. Um, but everything happens for a reason because I ended up staying there. And in fact, the vice president, so the second from the president, came to me and, and he knew that I had a business and marketing background. and. During my summer job, I had a very technical position where okay. I was actually doing a lot of the engineers' grunt work, and then of course they have to sign off. But I was doing all the a lot of paper applications for regulatory, mm -hmm. a lot of uh, regulatory audits and packages, and preparing a lot of the drawings, going through, uh, doing some procurement for their clients, mm -hmm. and uh, taking a look at some of those things. So a lot of really hands-on knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, but very technical. I was very much you know sitting at my desk all day and. Um, I guess um, my boss at the time, you know, saw something in me that thought maybe mm. I should ask her and they were looking for somebody to do business development for them. Okay. So one day we're actually in the elevator and he goes, you know, we're looking for somebody to do business development. You understand our business and I understand you have a business background in marketing. Right. Would you be interested in the position? And so I said yes and, uh, you know, off I went. I was there for about three years. And I really enjoyed my position. I ended up actually mm -hmm. then uh, getting another job um, at a larger company, which fit me better just because bigger opportunities and I was able to chase a lot you know, of different business. Mm -hmm. So we did that. I did that for just over six years. Mm -hmm. um, after that, you know, I actually had a couple, one job in between there. Um, after that, I ended up actually um, going to, um, well, when I was at Flint, I did similar work, a little bit different, a little bit more mm -hmm. strategic, bigger negotiations. So that was fun. That was Flint. That was Flint Energy. Yeah, wow. Flint Energy Services. So wow. let me ask you this though: a lot of what you have done with um, with um, in technology and engineering and things like that are kind of male-dominated Very much so, yes. Wow, have you faced any type of issues or what challenges did you face from working in such a, or trying to navigate such a male-dominated field in oil technology engineering? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I think when it is such a male-dominated um, world, mm -hmm. and especially in that world, it's about how you put yourself out there in the yeah. presence that you put yourself to be. And so, um, you know, I probably had a couple of incidents, but mm -hmm. I think that I, I, I very much brushed it off. I mean, I had one gentleman who was my client and he was a great client and, um, you know, basically asked me out on a Saturday and said, I don't work on Saturdays. Right, right. <laughs> and so, you know, it's uh, like, yeah. And so, and but I also have, I have heard a lot of stories. So during, you know, my early years, actually, mm -hmm. there used to be a handful of us mm -hmm. who would get together for coffee and, and talk about some of these things. Right. Um, you know, of course, I was the only Latin person. Mm -hmm. But, you know, regardless, we made camaraderie amongst each other. And, right. um we were able to share stories um, of things that were happening in our world. And I was think, it a group of women? Yes, and so okay. and so the group of women then became what today is called Calgary Women in Energy. So I was one of the founders of that group. Wow. And Calgary Women in Energy today, for anybody who wants to look it up, it's Calgary Women in Energy, mm -hmm. uh, CWIE.org. 
Uh, I am actually very proud of that one because it's grown to be a great group of women, professional wow. women, who now support each other, mentor each other. We have a technical session. I still serve on the board. This is actually my last year. Mm -hmm. I keep saying that, but I keep sticking around. But this is my uh -huh. last year. Yeah. Uh, serving as a, a director of the board, but I'll always be a founding member. And mm -hmm. so, and we give a lot to the community. We do a lot of community work. That's good. Uh, we give a lot to women's shelters and, and uh, kids. Um, uh, charities and so on but in any case we built that for, for that reason I mm -hmm. think to support each other my boss back in the day one of my first bosses when I first started this is before the jobs that I stated in fact mm -hmm. my very first job in oil and gas it was back when everybody smoked he would smoke and smoke and smoke uh -huh. and there was clouds of smoke coming out of his office the guy's a billionaire now so I always and I keep in touch uh -huh. with him uh -huh. and I say listen if I ever get lung cancer I would right I'm going to sue you, and, yeah, and uh, you can afford it. You. So anyways, um, <laughs> but those that. were back in the day, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think back to the whole women thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that particular job, my first job, was actually um, in an engineering uh, on the drilling side of things. Mm -hmm. And he was a consultancy, a small consultancy. Mm-hmm. And I remember they would get, uh, you know, resumes for different jobs sometimes. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and, and I was very junior, so I did a lot of administrative work, right, mm -hmm. as I was going to school and so on. Um, but, you know, when other engineers would come that were women, mm -hmm. some of them were way more educated than some of the men there. But they were still kind of referred to as the secretary. Really? No yes. matter what position they were no, in? No, they were, they were and, it, and they may not have said that, but they were always kind of doing the secondary stuff, yeah, yeah. right, that the men didn't want oh. to do, not mm -hmm. the cool stuff, that's right. for the guys, right? I get so, it, yeah. So it was quite interesting to see that dynamic, and I've seen mm -hmm. a lot of change, you know, since since all of this, but... Mm -hmm. uh, but the challenges are out there. The challenges are there. They're there. Even in Canada. Even in Canada. Even in Canada. Oh, yes. Yes, they're there. Wow. So I was able to listen to your presentation last night, mm -hmm. yesterday, and um, it was amazing. But what made it so amazing is that you are so relatable. You're very personable, and you're a lot of fun. You like the girl that people want to hang out with. Oh, yeah, I tell you. Oh. Yep. Hopefully, <laughs> only the fun people. Though. Yeah, no. And then um, the other thing that I liked is you said a lot of great things, but one of the things that you said was, "What does success look like for you?" Mm -hmm. And you made a point to let us remind us all that success looks different for each person. Yes. Right. And you talked about your family and I love the way you talk about your children and your husband and, and your in-laws. That was huge. <sighs> so so tell us, what does success look like for Damaris? I like to win. Uh, mm -hmm. So in business, I like to win. And, and, and we're, I, I, it's the obvious to me mm -hmm. that we're in business for making a profit. And right, so winning right. means um, you know, making a profit and, and not just for me, but for everybody. So, right. you know, what success means to me. So, you know, I just a little bit of to back up on, on the history. So mm -hmm. after Flint, I was actually headhunted to go and work for DHL. So there I held a director for North America role mm -hmm. uh, on uh, more the operational supply so chain. DHL does like 
all the supplies and deliveries yeah, so, we see them on the side of trucks exactly. right exactly yeah, okay. so there's so there's the small packaging which is the packages that you get there's mm -hmm. the freight forwarding there's Deutsche Post DHL, which is for Deutschland, so Germany's post. Okay. Um, and then there's the supply chain. So supply okay. chain handles very complex operational supply chains. So mm -hmm. all the end-to-end -end supply chain for Walmart, for example. And okay. So I did that for oil and gas mm -hmm. uh, applications, so big, big uh, sites where how does material come here so that mm -hmm. the whole site can function, oh, wow. in essence. And so, so I worked with a couple of groups of brilliant uh, 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 logistics mm -hmm. engineers that would figure all of this out and so I, I had to essentially sell uh, a whole idea mm -hmm. about a concept that they didn't even know could exist and so it was quite interesting and I learned a lot out of that job but um, it was very intense uh, mm -hmm. a lot of travel a lot of um, internal sales so there okay. was it's also a very male driven industry so there was a lot of um, you know, not just getting the customer and making sure that they're successful, but there mm -hmm. was a lot of internal sales. So, you know, it was a different culture. I decided okay. not to go back. I had my son, um, uh, and so I, I took some time oh, off. And then, and then little ones. Say, How old is your son, by the way? He's going to be six, and oh. my daughter ten. So, oh. so it was very much about you know what what matters. And so I did a lot of this. What does success mean to me? Mm -hmm. um, you know, does it really mean getting my vice president title? Because I really looked up. Uh, these vice presidents and, and they're pounding themselves in the chest for traveling and not sleeping for eight days and <laughs> and to me that wasn't success and it may be right. for somebody else but it right. isn't for me so good and so therefore mm -hmm. i incorporated and uh, so six years ago i started my company called S strategy so mm -hmm. it's su strategy and and the goal in that was to take all my learnings from business development and growth mm -hmm. and and a lean operational supply chain where the whole point there is to eliminate waste so how can we eliminate waste mm. from growing a business and mm -hmm. how do we actually make those processes tighter mm -hmm. so we get them from where they are today to where they need to go very okay. clearly okay. and very metric driven so mm -hmm. that, that that's that's my focus and that's what I do so for me success mm -hmm. is seeing my clients grow mm -hmm. But not in a conventional way, more so in a, you know, not only are they going to get new sales today mm -hmm. as in, okay, let's bring in a sale, mm -hmm. but it's more sustaining their business for way longer after I'm gone. So, you know, I often I will that. joke and say, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. So let's do this so uh -huh. that you have your templates, you have I your blueprint. That. Yeah. And you know what? Then you're good to go. I'll be gone. Yeah. And then I, I'm happy to come back and re-engage. That's but. so good. That's key, right? Yeah. Because if you've taught someone well, Yes. If you've trained them well, if you've coached them well, you shouldn't have to work with them forever. No, you At shouldn't. At some point, you should release them yes. to be sustainable on their own. Exactly. So, yeah. the, so the, actually, the S part, so my, my whole business is called Sustainable Strategy Solutions. Okay. And I operate as a strategy just because it's shorter for people to remember. Uh -huh. But sustainability is not just about the environment, and which is very important to me, but and all of us should be, but it's also about sustainability in business, right? Mm. You know, we talked... To, you know, during this conference about right. how you pay it forward. How do you right. actually, you know, Ilka came to you now when you talk mm -hmm. about her, you're, mm -hmm. you're reflecting her as well. Right. Right. And so building your brand in a way that, you know, I shouldn't have to say, oh, I work with integrity. That's a given. Yeah, people will see That's that. That's just a given. Mm -hmm. that, that, that is not even a value of me. That's my mm -hmm. DNA. So right. that's just how I show up. Mm -hmm. And so for me, success means growing them. But, you know, success also means being able to go home to my family. Yes, that's and, it right and there. Know, and know that, I'm, mm. that even if I'm gone tomorrow, 
people will say good things about me and the work yeah. that I did. Mm -hmm. And so that's very important to me. And therefore, I'm very picky with my clients as well because I, they need to align with some of these values. Mm -hmm. So very quickly, what does your client look like? If you had to tell the folks, like, what is it like? At what point are they in with their business that they should seek out <clears throat> the strategies? Yeah, so my, my business, you know, I focus on it. I'm about to expand my some of my practices as, mm -hmm. as far as industries because I'm bringing a handful of powerhouses on, onto my team, which uh -huh. is exciting. But oh, good. Uh, typically the companies that I choose to work with are companies that are in some, in some sort of an innovative space. So okay. um, it could be IT-related. I have a passion for, for new innovative technologies mm -hmm. um, such as blockchain, artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. um, and... and but anything can be innovative. You know, mm -hmm. we can take the scarf and turn it this way and it's an innovation, right? right. So, <laughs> so I think if, when people need to be thinking innovatively that they're going to perhaps disrupt the norm that wasn't working before. Mm. And that's where I engage with people. And they also need to trust that I am not conventional. I don't come with templates. You know, some things are transferable. Right. right. But I'm very much about understanding where they fit into the ecosystem. Individualized. Exactly. That's very really individualized. Mm -hmm. So, and I typically work with companies, you know, usually companies that are a, a medium-sized company that are looking to get to that next level. Mm -hmm. um, I will entertain working with, you know, I had one large company, uh, Worthy Parsons, which was looking at, uh, at more the smaller part within their business, which mm -hmm. was the renewable side. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the questions was, have you worked with, you know, large companies before? And that, that's been all my life. I've worked, mm -hmm. you know, I've worked for uh, six years with Flint. I worked for over two years with DHL and, mm -hmm. and before that as well. So I understand it. And what I do then is I work with that division as if it was its own entity mm -hmm. and we carve out what the value is with Ooh, them to fit that. into the rest. So mm -hmm. so it could be any size usually, mm -hmm. but but they need to trust the process that, yeah. that we're, we are going to grow and they need to have the intention that they're going to grow. Mm -hmm. And they also need to see the world as a potential market. Wow. Right? Not and do just, you help them do that? I right? do. Okay. Yeah. So so our practice, I'm moving to Europe this summer. So I'll be back and forth between You're North America. You're moving there? Yes. Like moving, moving? Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> Where are you going to move? In uh, I'll be based out of Portugal, but I'll be oh, back and forth. Wonderful. So, and then I've got one one uh, powerhouse down in Colombia. She's between Colombia and Panama. Okay. And then uh, another gal who is looking to also come on board. She actually ran the, the TSX, which is uh, our, our trading Mm -hmm. um, market for mm -hmm. Canada. She mm -hmm. ran the TSX uh, for the energy sector globally, wow. so she's got pretty deep connections globally. And uh, mm -hmm. one other gal, Trish, uh, her background, she's worked in four different industries, but mm -hmm. she's got a very strong background in uh, in cannabis, which is, of course, now oh, yeah. all legal that's, in Canada. That's growing. It's a massive, yeah. it's growing. I didn't, ah, ah, yeah, it is ah, no growing. Pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> it is growing. It's growing. Wow. Yeah. So growth is good, though, on growth, that theme. Growth is, growth is good, but yeah. growth is in different places as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and yep. money, money will look come, like but this. No, like well, you and I sit in to have a we're, conversation. We're growing together. Yeah, we really so. are. And you're all the way here from Canada um, and willing to be on my podcast. Yes. I am so I'm excited. excited. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I love the fact 
of building connections. I really believe in connections. Yes. I really believe in taking care of those connections and building relationships. Absolutely. Um, and, and I love business. I love talking about business. I love learning, all of that. But I like to have fun, too. Yes, of course. Yeah, what do you do to have fun? Because you are fun. Oh, but tell, tell you the know people what, what you do If to you have can't fun. laugh at yourself, yes. you, you, you might as well <laughs> dig a hole in the ground yeah, right? and just lay there. Um, you know, personally, for me, I'm a martial artist. Um, uh -huh. I like to get out there. I snowboard because I live in Canada and we yeah. got the best skiing and snowboarding in the world. Mm -hmm. And I will challenge anybody to say any different. Yeah. Um, I, I like to have fun. I love to yeah. enjoy life mm -hmm. because we're here one minute and then we're not. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I just wow. like to have fun at it, you know, and, and I think team building and giving that reassurance to people and telling mm -hmm. them that they, they're just doing a good job. That's all people want to hear. It doesn't matter what color our skin is or, or what accent we have. Oh, wow. Um, I really do think that recognizing, you know, the good in others is very important and, yeah. and that we all bring something to the table, even no if we're not... Look. No matter how they look and even if we don't tell people sometimes we gotta get people to tell us the story wow i know we're at 20 minutes but there is like two things that i really want to hit on because okay. i know that folks are going to really um, receive value in this one is i'd like for you to briefly reflect on what you've seen in our government environment right mm -hmm. um and and what you've seen just give me one thing or give us one thing. In American government? In American government, oh, when it relates yes. to, let me be more specific, yes. <laughs> when it relates to immigration. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting question. It's a big question. It's a big uh, one, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that there's a lot of optics and a lot of media-driven uh, messages. Mm. Um, I think that it deters a lot of people. I, my brother, indeed, lives in, in Lauderdale oh, okay. and works there. And mm -hmm. he is a uh, Salvadorian-born Canadian. So, ah. you know, it's, it's, uh, he brings a specific set of skills that mm -hmm. nobody, no American can match. And so, mm -hmm. therefore, he's there. Wow. But when there's this whole discussion about, you know, now it's first jobs for Americans, and I understand that, you know, if I was if I was a parent and I had mm -hmm. a bunch of kids and, and somebody else was going to come and take my kid's spot, I guess is is the positive way to turning that around. Mm -hmm. But I think it impedes a lot of collaboration. Absolutely. I think the world, uh, we all, you know, ethically and, and culturally have different things to offer mm -hmm. and different ways of seeing things. Mm -hmm. And so I think that diversity is very important for that reason. Right. We, you know, you look at the Japanese and Kaizen and, mm -hmm. and, and, and how they live the world so organized and so from yeah. a operational supply chain perspective i mean those guys are gurus in some of those spaces right, right. so why would you want to limit that brain power exactly. to come into organizations so mm -hmm. so i think it's unfortunate in some ways but mm -hmm. i do perhaps think that you know some of it is very media driven so mm -hmm. I, I don't live here i don't know i do work a lot in america yeah, yeah. but um I think that there is some power women coming up, I, and, and I yes. follow a couple of them on, on Instagram, uh -huh. and I'm very proud to see actually my race represented yes. um, in a lot of these women who mm -hmm. are rising to the top. Yes. So, so I think there's equal opportunity, uh -huh. you know, as well as perhaps some deterrence in the last few years. Yep, equal opportunity, so. deterrence, all of that. Kaizen. Yes. That's in my notes, yes. and I'm going to look it up. Yes. Can you f finish? By telling us, looking into the camera, what is Kaizen about and why is it why is it important? 
So it's essentially simplifying the process of organization. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's literally, you know, there, there's various ways to apply Kaizen, but, you know, even organizing a desk, right? What things mm -hmm. are supposed to be priority within your day? Um, organizing it by lists, organizing it by colors, mm -hmm. right? So simple ways that are very tactical, you can actually see them or touch them. Right. So to direct your uh, flow of operation, mm -hmm. in essence. So there's much more around it, but that's in essence what direct it is. Direct so, the flow of operation. Yeah, and so mm -hmm. it's really about uh, effectiveness and efficiencies. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, uh, there's actually a metric called time on tool. Okay. So when workers say in a, you know, in a, in a car uh, environment, um, I guess manufacturing environment, um, when they have ease of seeing and quickly correlating to what they need to see mm -hmm. in the tools they need mm -hmm. um, to do their work, then they do their work effectively. But if they have to go back and forth to the other side of the, you know, of the warehouse and, and three times over and back, mm -hmm. then maybe you're wasting 20, 30% of your day. And if you're doing that times a hundred people at the, at the place mm -hmm. and times, however, they're getting paid per hour, you start to add that up fairly quickly. Right. So the metric is called time on tools. So what Kaizen in this case would do is actually make people more effective so that they have the tools they need in order to execute their work. Well, how do we find that? Kaizen, mm -hmm. you can look it up, Google it. There's Google all sorts it and of they'll different give you tips and all Kaizen. of that. Yes. All right, there you have it, Damaris. Can you tell people how to find you? How sure. to access yes. you? All um, of that? I am accessible at S, as in Sam, U Strategies. Mm -hmm. Strategy, pardon me, sustrategy.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to take any questions. Yeah. And for sure, thank you for having me. Absolutely. You're a powerhouse. I love you. Thank I love you. what you're doing. Thank you, man. Women, and you know, I, I think women in every shape and size and color mm -hmm. and, and accent and language, mm -hmm. we all have a, a power that we yeah. need the world to see and we need to share it. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, one thing I guess I will leave everybody with is, is there's no, no magic formula. You get what you put in, for That's sure. Right. That's right. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I'm now actually starting a women in blockchain, which is with a uh, global outreach. So if anybody's interested in the women in blockchain, uh, you can follow me under Strategy on my Instagram as wow. well. But, um, you know, I believe that women should have a seat at the table with merit. Wow. And so it comes back with to merit. with merit. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that we get what we put in. Mm -hmm. Right. And so remember that because. Um, you know, we, we and it's nice to learn too, yeah. and, and you feel much yeah. more confident when mm -hmm. you know your stuff and you're yeah. at that table. Right. You don't want to be at the table just to be at the table. Right. You want to be at the table with confidence, with and ownership. confidence, ownership, and we don't need you to give us a seat. No, we already earned it. Exactly. So you don't need to give it to us. We earn it. So that's the whole thing about Precisely. getting out what you put in and all of that. Sus Strategies, Kaizen. We heard Damaris talk about family. We've also heard her talk about community. You all know how I'd love to promote finding something in your community to do. Damaris and her group found uh, that women in tech, women in oil needed yeah, some type of energy. And women then women in, in blockchain will have this. And now women in blockchain as well. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's going to be a global one. So if you don't have wow. one, you can come on to women in blockchain. And what that is all wow. about learning. Because it's a new space anyways. We're okay. all learning still. We're all learning. Um, sharing. Uh-huh. 
um, commercializing, but also my back agenda, of course, is actually to give back to women all over the world yes. some type of a skill set in a little tablet or a little computer so that they can own wow. something for themselves. So if you don't have a charity, then we're, yeah. we're building one. That's so awesome. I may have to get her back here in October for my conference, Can You See Me, Women, Leadership, and Race. This is wonderful. Or if not, you can always access this podcast, sustrategy.com. There you have it. Thank you. I Thank see you. you. I see you. I see you. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> that 